Oh, oh wow! Oh, Goodness, you fucking dogged me there. That was uh... just changing things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, I have such enthusiasm for this that you know I think I carried that on my own, so that's okay. I Thanks. mean, now you know how it feels to be left out alone. <laughs> you know, like when you guys had to be having quite recovered. So. Still haven't recovered? No. I'm I'm still disappointed that you dogged me for Jerry on last uh, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Yes, my apologies. But yeah, thank you, Gerald, you, for your contribution to... I love you, Jerry. Just, <laughs> you know, don't take my spot, man. <laughs> right, so this week we are, for this episode, doing a little bit of a throwback. A throwback all the way to season one. Six whole months ago since we did season one. Throwback. Throwback, baby. Tuesday, TBT, y'all. It is Tuesday. TBT. Could be a Thursday when you're listening to Who it. Who knows? We'll Look, make sure we... to release it just to, for this what? one joke. To yeah. Like, <laughs> what a joke. What a joke it is. Good um, <laughs> all right. So this week, we're going to come at you with a bit of an old school style episode. So the genre we're going to pitch you this week is quite a nebulous and general one, but this is psychological thrillers. Now, that's obviously going to be something which isn't quite as specific as other things that we've done in the past, but I kind of wanted to do it because there's a lot of really cool animes that fit this brief. Now, most of them tend to be seinens, or at least shonen pluses, but I think all three of these could be classed as seinen. However, one is probably a shonen plus. This kind of sort of jumped out as more of a genre thing that you wanted to go for this week. Well, this is the thing. It, exactly right. Uh, just that the psychological thrillers tend to be more sane any than they are shown. Yeah. But again, the rule isn't hard and fast. So we've got three pretty different ones here where each one of us is going to bring you a different recommendation and throw some things which are like them in Western storytelling. So we're going to go a bit more old school, a bit more like last season. So, Brett, why don't we start with you? You... Watch the show. Me? Oh, yeah. No, I never start. Well, by changing it up, you're leaving me out, you're starting the goddamn show. Do you want, do you want Gerald to replace you or not? <laughs> oh, God. Do it. Gerald up in Brett. here. Oh, it's just. Do the bit, Brett. I usually spend, like, you know, you guys going through your reviews, like, just trying to memorize what I actually freaking saw or crammed in that day. Project Neverlands. Good start. Great start. Well, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Oh my god! I was oh, like, "Oh, it's going to be a short podcast." The <laughs> reason I said that because I, when I was looking for it on Crunchyroll, yeah, I kept typing in Project Neverland. <laughs> couldn't find the damn. I couldn't say it. I'm sure it was pro something. Pro 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 pro. <laughs> Wouldn't come up. All right. So, Brady, tell us about the Promised Neverland. Okay, so the Promised Neverland is features you and McGregor and Scarlett Johansson <laughs> stuck on an island with the hope that they will, you know, get the lottery and one day leave to a to a Promised Neverland <laughs> is essentially the 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 plot of the show, of the whole thing. Does that sum it up? Well, I mean, I suppose what you're trying to say is that it's very similar to the island, as and and other things, indeed, but. I, and I kind of just thought I might reverse my suggestion box Oy. before I got into He's the opening real with it. <laughs> so if you like things like that, you're going to like this. But in all seriousness, I do have some other good suggestions down the track. But this one is very much about a group of school children who live in this sort of Handmaiden's Tale slash Lord of the Flies 
bubble in this Hogwarts house of study. Yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's a very weird sort of old timey looking orphanage, except when they do tests, it's all kind of very futuristic and very kind of, they're all on screens, headgear connected and whatnot. It's kind of a, a weird yeah. mix, which is kind of cool. Essentially, they're all working towards intellectually surpassing each other so that they're the ones who get taken or adopted away from this orphanage and go on to something better. And the first sort of, it's hard to not give away the biggest. Right. So the first episode does contain <laughs> this is a, a big massive spoiler. spoiler. So heads up, Brett's about to spoil the big twist of the first episode, but unfortunately he kind of has to. Yeah, it's the uh, thing that gets you into it. It is the thing that gets you into it. Now, you could, if, if you want, just skip the next three to four minutes of this podcast and you can go and watch it. And three miss. to four minutes? I've got to speak for that long? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll talk up. about it a little bit. But yeah, you know, skip the next few minutes if you want to miss this. But otherwise, Brad, tell us what happens at the end of this episode. So essentially, these guys are all at around the age of 12. They, yeah. All the ages vary. There are very young kids and there are older kids. And at a certain age, and if they all get certain scores and they all are ranked accordingly. Who's telling this? Is it supposed to be me or is it supposed to be him? But I was going to say continue. like, wow, continue. Sam. All right. My bad. No, 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 no. That's fantastic because he's absolutely right. They're all trying, they're all working towards intellectual prowess. So they get mm -hmm. this adoption and then one of their friends gets adopted out and leaves behind one of their favorite toys. And so two of the children, Ray and, no, not Ray, Norma and. Norman and Emma. Norman and Emma. Norman and Emma head out to try and find this friend of theirs. And when they discover her, she's dead because she's been consumed, eaten by demons. Mm -hmm. So these demons obviously need these, they're fueled by these intellectual children and these two kids discover that secretly and then it becomes a plot to try to get everybody out of there mm -hmm. and that's what drives the next 12 episodes yeah while they're um, stuck in this little the, the confines of this place working out what fortress they're actually inside and the mm -hmm. physical limitations of actually getting to some other world a promised neverland a perhaps promised Neverland, <laughs> whilst evading their headmistress, mum, and ultimately it all freaking winds into this espionage, wits, jewel, mm. extravaganza between children. Like it's like a like I mentioned all the flies before, but more psychological. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. That's really apt because this is about psychological thrillers. That's correct. So, yeah, no, like for me, it was a little bit like Death Note in some yeah, ways. Yeah, totally. It is. Very much so. And very, very well written. Yeah. But didn't grab me as much. And maybe it's because I'm distracted in, you know, other ways at the moment. But mm -hmm. like, I won't get into that. But what I mean is like, it didn't grab me as much. I wasn't as interested. Maybe only because I have seen similar. Mm -hmm. executions of the same plot before. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things like The Islands, Lord of the Flies, Handmaid's Tale, had a list of other things that I wrote down and left at work, but it's that very much that sort of group trying to find something better for themselves but not knowing what it was because they're oppressed in some way. Yes. 
I think what struck me about Promise Neverland, particularly the pilot episode is when I was watching it, is the art style is so kitty and cutesy and they really do quite a good job at making you think this is going to be a wholesome story about a bunch of orphans like growing up and then suddenly when it turns <laughs> you're like, holy moly, like it's quite graphically like when you see the child die, it's like pretty brutal. Brutal. Also, I love that there are so many challenges in that that the kids can't actually tell the other children because it'll cause a freak out. In, so very early to- on, there's that that game that they play to try to get the. I won't spoil that, but mm. it's this great game that they play that everybody can relate to. That is so simple, but it's all in the pursuit of survival. Yeah, yes. yeah. So there's some really cool elements there. That's it. Yeah, especially because the, the big mind game is mostly between Mum Emma, the headmistress of the ostensible Isabel. orphanage. Isabel. Yes, sorry. Isabel, my bad. Big psychological battle between the kids, the three main kids, and Isabel, and seeing if they can get out of there. And again, it's much more complicated than that. You think after that first episode, you think it's going to turn into a bit of a like demon horror kind of thing, but it never does. Well, uh, the second season might be different, but this was about to air next year, uh, 2021, in winter. But essentially, it's just a bunch of mind games with a bunch of really smart kids they're super smart. They're so smart. Well, that's why they've been kept alive the longest as well. Correct. The they thing. are the three highest scoring yeah. uh, kids in the orphanage. And yeah, they all band together to try and in a battle of wits against mum. And she's also a fascinating character. And yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful show. I, I What's really great is my... it's very tight the way that they wrap it all up yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very Anime tight. can sprawl a bit. Oh, it can. <laughs> it really can. But this one doesn't. It's it's very economical. Great first season. It's also it's also it's on Netflix, everybody. So if you want to check out The Promised Neverland, great battle of wits and a really cool, interesting world, check it out. It's real great. Yeah, I mean, I don't essentially realize that they're farm animals. Yeah. That's whole mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's their livestock. Their livestock, yeah. It's quite yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool watch actually. It's a lot of It's actually yeah, Animal Farm is actually yeah. a really good Yeah. Totally. Really good example. Yeah, it's great. So Charlie, why don't you move on and tell us about a show? And now this show is hugely revered in the anime community, but it is a slightly hard watch to begin with. So, Charlie, why don't you tell us about Stein's Gate? Look, I'll give you a quick synopsis and then I'll talk about how it took me three different times to actually get into the show. <laughs> and then it's because I'll explain that in a second. So, Stein's Gate is quite different from Promised Neverland. It's a psychological thriller, sci fi thriller, I would describe it as. It's not necessarily like I feel like Promised Neverland it sometimes goes into horror kind of genre does, of that. Yes. Stein's Gate is quite interesting and i can't talk about the plot too much because i can't spoil it which is hard because that's gonna be a problem with a lot of these shows i think they're talking about yeah. because there's many reveals steins gate just a bit of background is actually based on a visual novel mm. i think that we have talked about in the past yes a guy episode yeah yeah um which means that in, it's kind of like a video game mm. essentially but like you play as characters and sort of think dating simulators think think like your touchscreen kind of thing but this is the 2011 anime adaptation of that it follows a self-proclaimed mad scientist, Rintaro Okabe, the leader and founder of the Future Gadget Laboratory, which he runs from an apartment with some equally as socially inept friends. When they make the discovery that their cell phone-operated microwave oven that they've been developing has the ability to send text messages into the past, chaos ensues. Ah. <laughs> that is the spoiler-free yeah. version of Steins Gate. Science Gate is one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. It's but it is so hard to watch because the first eight episodes read like a quirky slice of life, like just a bunch of teenage, no, they're college students, yeah. like 
doing some experiments with like little to no kind of, you know, just like quirky characters, like being a crazy scientist. But because it's a show that involves time travel, so they've got these things called D-mails, which isn't a spoiler, which are the text messages that can go back in time or forwards. Or you realise once the actual plot kicks in about episode eight or nine, I think it is actually, Mm -hmm. it's like that far in, that everything you've watched is not anything that you actually, it's completely different. And the rewatchability of this show is very high because of that. Yeah. You go back and rewatch it, you're like, oh my God, it makes sense. Like that's why that random thing happened or that's why because you realise that there's stuff happening throughout the series of people have been changing the future as it goes along. The best thing about the show is also it's got a really, really good romance element to it, weirdly enough. It Oak does, Bee big time. and Christina, really cool. They're very smart. You don't know if Okabee's literally insane for half of it as well. Like <laughs> yeah. he plays this kind of crazy scientist character who has no friends and like, well, yeah, he has got friends actually. That's huge. Mm. He's got many friends. That's the whole story. But there's lots of um, zany, funny, quirky. It's kind of a bit weird, but it is so thrilling. Once it kicks in, you're just like, oh, my God. It's quite horrifying, actually, once yeah, it kicks into gear. It's tragic. It's a tragic story. Cool. Really good. Um, yeah. It feels like that. Like that's what I found with Promise Neverland was that the first episode grabbed me. Yeah. But then the f- next ones, it was like, okay, these they, like there was some interesting stuff happening, but I didn't know where it was going until like the sister got a bit more involved. And- yes. The sister being very much like mum. Anyway, I, I won't go back into my story. I just sort of, it's interesting that it sometimes it takes you seven or eight episodes. I don't know what that what's it, what that's about. Well, I guess it's and a why bit don't like, we give more shows the opportunity? Well, I think it's because there's just so much content out there, you know. And I think it's I mean, we've mentioned this a few times before with The Wire, first half of the first season of yeah. The Wire. Mm. You know, it's like what is going on? What? Who the fuck are all these characters, man? And Why do I like, care about them? I don't. And like, I'm so, it's like an hour long and it's so dense. But then of course, as we all know, well, if you haven't seen The Wire, I'll give you a non-anime tip. Go watch The Wire right now. It's fucking incredible. But the first half of the first season is a fucking drag. They don't treat you like you idiots. You know what I mean? They're like, don't worry, you'll get it. You'll get it soon. And you sit there and then all of a sudden when it drops, you're like, oh, fuck me. This is so extraordinary. And Steinsgate is similar. Now, I don't think Steinsgate is as... In- <laughs> it, it actually becomes extraordinarily intelligent, but it's not as dense as The Wire. But I do think it's a good example to compare it to because, yeah, that first half of the first season of Steinsgate is hard work. I struggled. It took me about two months to watch the first eight episodes and then I watched the rest of it in two days. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's- the second half of the series is truly mind-boggling. I pretend that the sec- there's actually a second, like there's a sequel, yeah, don't but watch just that. don't watch don't it. Watch it. It's, it's actually terrible. It's trash. The main thing with Steins Gate is, as you were saying, there's not much like crazy exposition in it. They do drop you into the middle of this yeah. really quite strange character's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't know, he's talking about CERN spelled S-E-R-N, like mm-hmm. stalking him and all this stuff. And you don't know whether or not he even his friends believe him or they kind of go along with it. And you actually... I don't even think he believes it at that point. And yeah. you kind of all this stuff comes together and you don't really know where you sit the whole time. But yeah, when it keeps That's a bit unsettling to know what you're a part of. I think I felt like that the same with Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like the yeah, wire. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned yeah, yeah. that before. What am I a part of? Who, yeah. who am I following here? Who do exactly. I why do I care about this guy? And it's so difficult now. I mean, it's this Steins Gate 2011, Breaking Bad 2008, The Wire 2003, four. Early, you know, and back then there wasn't the ubiquity. Golden age of television. It was. But essentially there wasn't the ubiquity of content out back then. So you were probably more likely to give a show a crack. You go and hire the DVDs, 
You sit at home, you're like, well, I've hired these or I've bought these. I've got, whereas now it's like on Netflix, you get 10 seconds into a show and you're bored and you're out. Oh yeah. You the know? content, it's, it seriously is, it's kind of scary it's, how quickly I get over things. Of course, like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Too it, much content. Yeah. Too much content. And you've mm. got every single streaming service and the just sheer density of content they throw at you. And you know what? It's fair enough. There is too much content. So if something doesn't grab you immediately, next, next. But I think it's a detriment to storytelling. There are some, still some bold ones out there. Blighthouse yeah. Manor is actually a slow burn. Yeah. Like the first series, Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Yeah. grabbed you straight away Yeah. by the balls and you're, at, and you're in there. But the Haunting of Bly Manor is a real slow burn as you mm. start to understand characters and yeah. so they can scare the shit out of you, Yeah. essentially. Dark as well. Dark on Netflix, the German time, oh, also a time travel show. One. In yeah. fact, Dark is a really, if you've watched Dark or you like Dark on Netflix, Steinsgate's right, going to be right up your alley. Steinsgate's much more quirky and a bit yeah. weirder because like, obviously it's anime, so it's, it's quirky and weird. But this one in particular, because they really lean into a lot of that kind of like the maid character in Steinsgate as well. There's, there's like a proper. Yeah, there's a lot of There's a lot of hardcore kind otaku of. kind yeah. of. One of the other characters, his his main assistant in that lab is a full on otaku. Yeah. And like, so it's it's quite Japanese in that respect. It's slice of life you're right. But all I'll say is if you really want to watch something that ends up becoming quite mind bending, it's actually a beautiful love story and is a really cool, tragic piece of art. Go and watch Steinsgate. The Art and music in Steinsgate is stunning. So like the way that it's because it is set in Tokyo and the way that they draw Tokyo and have like him very much in the inner city and that like small apartments and like it's kind of a different take on it, I'd say. It's quite quite realistic but still stunning. Like it's kind of a lot of cities, landscapes, blah, blah. I don't know. It's really, really nice. There's also an American character in it, Christina. Yes, yes. Oh, she's – oh, Kurosu, sorry. But then he calls her Christina. He does, yeah. Well, she's half American, half Japanese. It's fun to see like – She's a great character, actually. She's, she's one fantastic. of the best. I would say she's probably one of the best female characters in the whole of anime that I've ever seen. Definitely. Yeah, she's really, really cool. She's very smart. She just is a real, real person. It's kind of interesting to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I rate Steins Gate very highly. I'm trying to think of what you would like. I think Dark's a good example of something that you would like. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of a tough one to recommend, though. Because it, it, it is such a it slow is. Burn. And it's Anything on the time travel front? Yeah, time travel stuff is obviously yeah. a good place to start. But also it's really like, it's about friendships and communications and like people being sort of like finding a family like a set back to the future then shall we no, yeah no. <laughs> i mean you know not bad i'm gonna say Time travel i'm yeah. gonna say because i just watched it um, <laughs> that's it's pretty good one or two I, I just okay so like huge huge news everyone so i'm yeah. gonna out myself here everyone's gonna hate me i had never seen terminator any Fuck of them hell. and any i thought them. that i had i thought that i had this is the classic case. You are not what kind of sister. household well, I thought did you that, grow up I don't in? know. Um, like no. Hell. Okay, here we go. Here's a story. Shout out to our mother dearest who um, <laughs> Sam watched Terminator 2 when he was way too young, God became convinced that mum was the liquid Terminator. Yeah, well, mum had and some so, sketchy mannerisms. Yeah, okay. And so to make, she got so over Sam being annoying one day, she just pretended to be the liquid Terminator so he would, like, just behave. And it's, like, the most wild parenting choice I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. So yes, anyway, I watched Terminator she, you know, 1. You know when he comes out of the drain and he flicks the guy, he turns his spike finger into a spike and gets him through the head? Yeah. yeah she did that to me. <laughs> I was skitzing out and just pissing her off. By like, she's like, I'm not the fucking liquid Terminator, you dumb child. She didn't say that. Mum, don't worry. <laughs> she didn't. She never said that. She would that, never say that. But I'm that. sure that's what she she's thought. Sweet. And you know what? Fair enough. Because I was a dumb child. But she then went, Wah! and I gave her 
flicked her finger at me and I skitzed the fuck out. And I've never recovered. So <laughs> I spoke to her about that the other day and she said that she she thought it was gonna be funny and then realized very quickly that it wasn't. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's taking it's actually taking like never hit your child to another level. Like, <laughs> never pretend you're T one thousand trying to sever your tart child in twine. Yeah exactly. You know so I grew up a lot that day. <laughs> but um yes I watched Terminator one and I'm watching Terminator two tomorrow night. Oi, so anyway, that's you haven't good. seen number two? No I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it's it it's the best one. No I just know about oh that I've seen them on TV a lot. Oh man. I know it's a shame it's a shame. I, I feel deep shame. That's bad. I'm watching it tomorrow. Okay, well that's something. That's something. I, that's something. I kinda wanna watch her watch it. Is yeah, that yeah. great? That's yeah. weird. Should we live stream like, that? No, <laughs> maybe we yeah. By popular demand, me watching Terminator 2. Anyway, that was completely off track. I do recommend Terminator just in general, but that's right. maybe not with Steins Gate. No. Leave that with me until the end and I'll come up with it. Totally. You go. Well, look, after we've talked quite extensively about the ubiquity of modern technology in our lives and the fact that Netflix and all these sorts of social media platforms and streaming services are everywhere, I think it's a good time now for me to talk about a show called Serial Experiments Lane. Now, this show was made in 1998 and it is something that, you know, I'd watched it many years ago and I've gone back and rewatched it just for this podcast. And holy shit, it blew my fucking mind. It's very much a cousin of Neon Genesis Evangelion, but I will give you the synopsis now. The series focuses on Lane Iwakura, a shy and introverted and socially awkward adolescent middle school girl living in suburban Japan, and her introduction to The Wired, a global communications network similar to the modern day internet. Now, Lane lives a fairly mundane existence with her unremarkable middle-class family and her inexpressive older sister Mika, her emotionally distant and cold mother, and her computer-obsessed father who has no ostensible interests outside of modern technology. However, things begin to drastically change for Lane after she, like many of her school friends, start receiving emails from a student... Always named- so much more prepared than we are. <laughs> I know. To be fair... No, 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 I've got, no, I've got nothing. He's, he's written this out himself. It's stunning. I do this every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I totally ruined your flow. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. However, things begin to drastically change for Lane after she, like many of her school friends, start receiving emails from a student named Chisa Yamoda who killed herself by jumping off a roof a week prior. That's the opening scene of the show. Now, the first email Lane receives from Chisa on her very, very old and almost obsolete computer tells her that she is actually not dead, that she has merely abandoned her physical body and flesh and is alive in the wired itself where she has found God. So Lane then asks her father to buy her a new Nevis, a state-of-the-art modern computer. He gleefully obliges and he is so happy that she's finally becoming enamored with his obsession. And so he very quickly buys her the Nevis. He also hopes that this new means of mass communication will help Lane become socially more adjusted. Oh, that's ironic. Exactly. From this point, Lane begins to experience a series of cryptic and surreal events as see her diving deeper into the mystery of the wired, told in a narrative that explores the themes of consciousness, perception, and the very nature of reality. 
Now, as Lane dives deeper and further into the new world, she begins to unearth a vast conspiracy world with the Knights of the Eastern Calculus, a hacker group who are trying to gain control of the Wired. Now, the Wired is essentially a virtual reality world that contains and supports the very sum of all human communication and networks, created initially by the telegraph, televisions, and telephone services, and expanded through the internet, cyberspace, and other subsequent networks. The series assumes that the Wired could be linked to a system that enables unconscious communication between people and machines without physical devices or interfaces. Through Telepathy for humans and AI. Absolutely. Is this just Google? Dude, this, yeah. this, is, this is 1998, by yeah, the way. I know. Now, through it's Lane's scary. interactions with the oh, Wired, shit. she yeah. begins to cultivate an entirely new persona, one very much removed from who she is and how she acts in real life. Like an avatar. Yeah. These different versions of herself begin to come into conflict as her material self and her online persona in the Wired begin to diverge further and further. As the conspiracy opens up and Lane realizes that things are not all as they seem, as the very notion of the self and perceived realities are brought into question. Was the uh, creator actually a time traveler? Dude, right? Maybe. It's, no, it's, <laughs> it all checks out. It's fucking insane. It is, and honestly, like watching this again, it's like it, it, it basically called social media almost eight years before it happened, but it also just. It's it's a such a good show. So what was the first social media really? It was like MySpace, wasn't it? It was MySpace, yeah. yeah like Two thousand and three or four. Three or four. It was in high school when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I left in two thousand and three. Yeah. It's Does insane. MSN Messenger count? That was before. Yeah, I, I guess. And I mean, Merc. chat rooms like yeah, Merc. AIM and Hotmail. And yeah. But it wasn't the same though because you could definitely a thing though because I, yes, the, they were. the aesthetic of Lane like it's very much kind of scroll the old school chat room kind of vibe, I think. Correct. So, yeah. What's really cool about this show is that it's just very good. It's really stylized and it's really like a lot of the color the color palette's really washed out. It's really kind of blown out and there's a lot of Is like, that made it timeless and yeah, yeah, stylized. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's very much the aesthetic of Neon Genesis. It's it's the same, you know, it was only three years after. And it looks quite similar with the art style, but like even more stylized and like even more expressionistic. And the sound design, the sound design is extraordinary. There's almost never not a computer buzz happening or wires buzzing. And there's always these random shots of like wires and then telephone poles. Connections. And connections yeah. everywhere. Cool. And it's just this whole thing of like Lane trying to connect. And then she actually becomes, without spoiling anything, she becomes very powerful within the wired itself. And it begins to really bring into question the notion of self and the notion of consciousness and the notion of the communication. Pro the projection of self is the thing that, exactly. that, that always startled me with, because I grew up as it, as it was, as we would had mobile phones in our pockets. Yeah. I was the first generation of kids that had that at we were. high school. Yeah. But they're not like they were today. No. But like they are today. I mean, thank God I didn't grow up with fucking Facebook in high school. It was literally to, Get your mum to pick you up from the bus stop. Yeah, you missed it. Exactly. While yeah, you're playing Snake I, too. I got Facebook came out when I was in high school. I did um, too. Yes. And MySpace was when I was in high school as well. Um, so I was pretty into it, but it wasn't a big deal. It was like you know, like so it, embryonic. No, nothing. Then. What it is would have been like now, and also just everything's online. But terrifying. were there a few in your year that were obsessed? Yeah, yeah. No, of yeah. course, people were obsessed with. Yeah, actually, no people. But were people really were obsessed. probably obsessed with Pokemon cards as well. Like, damn right. Yeah, I think that social media 
Oh God, I just, I, the biggest thing to me is I remember that there was so much more bullying happen, happening online, like on MSN Messenger, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine like now anything is done when you're not actually there saying shit to people and you can just be anonymous. It must just be awful of course. to be in middle school, right? Yeah. Now. To put something up there and out there must take balls. Yeah. But the internet, when we had it, as teenagers felt a lot more anonymous than it does now. Definitely. And yeah. that's something that I find really interesting. So that's when you go back and you look at like the, the weird shit that you posted on Facebook, like, oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like just like so, so weird. Like didn't care. Just like, just like this is what I'm saying. I'm thinking my day, like that kind of, I would never do now. It's like so curated now, yes. which is what Lane, I think kind of predicted that sort of thing. They predicted yeah. all of this yeah. and they explore it. So, I mean, it does suffer from that sort of late nineties uh, aesthetic and that this. When she builds her computer room, it's very much like the Matrix. Or the I was about to say, yeah. like did, did the yeah. Wachowski brothers watch this and then do the Matrix? I, well, who knows? Like, Probably. Was, like, I mean, I'm, I, that I came out in '99. Yeah, so. I wouldn't be surprised. But help you know, if they watched it at some point. And then they did Animatrix. They did, which is badass. It's by the probably. Way. We probably should have talked about this earlier. That was my introduction cool. to anime. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> they, also, Trick. Actually, they also did the live action adaptation of Speed Racer. They did. So I'm assuming that they are probably anime fans. I would assume they would be. Yeah, we should look that up. We should. Today. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so interesting. This, the serial experiments lane, I, I cannot recommend it high enough. And again, start slow and is weird and like really makes some really bold narrative choices and really sort of fucks around with its form. But the whole idea is that, like Neon Genesis, it's kind of not really about the story. It's it's about so much more than that, and that's what's so cool about it. It's and a bit I mean, ideological. Yeah, well, it just it just explores those really esoteric notions of self, and like, and really calls into question like, what are we doing with this communication? I'll just tell an anecdote. Like last year, I lived with this with the girl who lived with me and Jimmy, uh, my bandmate from Yorkshire. Great girl, artist, very talented. She had one of her friends staying with her, and she was staying with us for a little bit. And I came out into the living room. She was sitting there sort of a bit salty. And I'm like, yo, what's up? What's going on? She's like, oh, I'm not going to do the Yorkshire accent, by the way. I'm not going to do that to you, everyone. But uh, go on, <laughs> go on. No. We just live in a lake. <laughs> it's a dream of living in a lake. <laughs> no, but basically I came out. She's like, oh, man, me and me and Maddie were fighting. And I was like, what's wrong? Uh, irrelevant what the problem was. But then she was like, oh, we're having an argument right now. You know, she left to work and we had a big argument. I'm texting her over Facebook Messenger about the argument. But then we're also sending each other funny memes on Instagram. So it's like this weird communication. <laughs> you know, seriously, like, but that's, think, actually think about that. So like that level of communication between human beings on different platforms and mediums where in person you're They're having different an argument. People. Right? It's, it's, and Lane goes between through all of this stuff. It's Messenger, fucking, Instagram. Messenger, Instagram, two different forms of communication doing two different things simultaneously. Like human beings, we are not ready for this shit. You know, even if you just look at Homo sapiens, it's, we're about 300,000 years old as Homo sapiens and then millions of years further back as whatever our ancestors were. And the, the first recorded human city was thought to be Uruk in ancient Mesopotamia. In Mesopotamia, yeah. Yeah, in 4500 BC. Okay, that's the that's like what historians have sort of agreed. There's obviously arguments about this, but around... Well, sit, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be... On our doorstep as yeah, well. Yeah, seven and a half thousand years ago. That is not long. That is not long for human beings to be living in such close proximity. We were tiny little tribes for millions of years in our ancestry. And even if you just look at Homo sapiens for about 292,000 years. The infotech age is the thing that is progressing us 
yeah. astronomically. We're not ready for it, and we're not we're not we're not ready for the consequences of no. what that might what what it means. So everyone watched the social dilemma. Is that what I'm hearing? And it's part of it. Okay. No, <laughs> you it's straight up and down. It's fantastic. No, what is that on Netflix? The social dilemma. Definitely watch it. Tristan Harris. It's a fantastic documentary. I I mean, it's kind of sh- like schlocky the reenactment stuff. Uh, but it's I mean, super it, schlocky. But it actually explains something that I think, and you've kind of hit the nail on the head when you say we're not actually ready for this. We're not. Know? And the thing is that they. There's this great bit where they kind of go, so what is the problem? And all of them kind of go, and they can't, it's so hard to explain. Exactly. Because it's just like, we are not, we're not able to process this. No. And then we have, and then the documentary does a really good job of like, I was like, explain like I'm five, like seriously, because I have no idea why it's an issue. Yeah, it's great. So they do go through it very slowly. And so I could be like, oh, cool. And these are the people that designed the algorithm that couldn't even explain why it was a problem. Willing to put it out there into the world without testing it because it's a social experiment. You can't put the genie yeah. back in the bottle. And it's just, it's so fascinating to me because the fact that any of us right now, anyone listening, you can pick up your phone, you could jump on Reddit or Instagram or Facebook or any kind of web forum. But the fact is, you could get online and just say, say, say I jumped on a cricket forum and I said, Virat Kohli sucks. I could have, Ooh. I could have an argument with 20 you people from- cross promote your, your cricket? Kind of, can you, kind of. Get uh, off my podcast. <laughs> get the spot out of here. Them's fine We're talking words. about psychological- Thrillers. All right. Well, let's say I go. Ah, on, let's let's say think, I jump on Reddit. We think cricket's a psychological we, we also, thriller. We also want to create a cricket anime. Hey, so come on. it's like it's all it's cross pollination. We'll talk about the sports episode. The second sports <laughs> episode we do. Unless it's probably actually, I reckon there's some psychological sport animes. Absolutely, actually, there are totally. Of Ping pong's are. one. Ping pong. The animation is absolutely one of them. We've already talked about. It. Back. But okay. Well, let's say I jump on Instagram or, or Reddit on a anime forum, and I'm like, oh, ping pong. The animation sucks. Let's just say I just went and wrote that. I would have someone jump down my throat from, let's say, I don't know. Mesopotamia. <laughs> ancient Mes- <laughs> what was ancient Mesopotamia? Oh my God. Or from Brooklyn. And we could be in an argument right now. You know what I mean? I could be talking to someone from Brooklyn who I've never met. We could jump on chat roulette and have, no, no don't jump on chat yeah, roulette. Yeah, don't do that. That's going to cause even more problems. But again, it's just the, our basic primate minds are not advanced enough to handle this level of communication. It's why the social fabric of society is fucking ripping apart. If you go on any kind of fucking forum of Trump or Biden and you actually go and read that shit, it's going to fucking hurt you, man. It's because we aren't ready for, like, nuance is dead, it remains dead, and we have killed it. We are just not ready for this stuff. Again, you heard it here first, the anime podcast, Gateway to Anime, (laughs) what tells us how we've ruined everything. Well, it's not our Um, fault. It's not our fault. That's the problem. But I do want to say quickly about Lang, is I think that the best thing about that show and a lot of psychological dramas in anime or thrillers or sci-fi is that the it to me and even once we talked about like the same episode we did season one yes they all fall under this so they do yeah, they Death do. Note, psychological sure monster absolutely absolutely psychopaths which actually has got it's kind of like a bit more on the like sci-fi but like it's got kind of similar like lane and that are often in the same list I big time yeah. big time big time but i think that they all have this uncanny way of just capturing a mood and making you feel slightly uncomfortable at all times yes particularly lane that is oh. as you said it's the sound design it's like the fact that it's so kind of jarring deliberately yeah and it's not comfortable and it's so cold and i think that that is the a key to it and also i was thinking like it, um a recommendation for lane would actually be that movie her yeah oh like yeah, that good one. ai stuff good one. Good that good kind one. of yeah the matrix obviously oh, yeah. blade runner any of those like sci-fi even david lynch i'm gonna go with terminator here as well <laughs> 
We get it. You watch Terminator yeah. for the first Wait time. Wait till you've seen uh. the second one before you make that comment. Indeed. Oh. But yeah, you know, even Mulholland Drive to a degree as well. Yes, right? absolutely. Absolutely. To segue out yes. of this a little bit, actually, and lead us into something else I want to introduce to our audience. Mm. We, the one thing I'm starting to realize with anime is that, like, because it's animation, it means that anything is kind of achievable. Yes. It's not cartoon. It's not Pixar. Mm. It's not, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones, or mm. you know, which is all high end animation, but mm -hmm. anime has an audience for different demographics for everything. And this is what I've been trying to explain to my partner, Larisha, <laughs> and I've mentioned her a few times yes. on this podcast because he just really loves that he's got a girlfriend, so he just wants to. <laughs> just so thankful. That's it. Have, of course. Have a love in my life to go back to. <laughs> But this consumes my uh, my personal life quite a bit. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because like it's all well and good for you know Sam and Charlotte who have always watched anime or are talking about things they've seen years ago mm. many times. Yes, yes. I'm trying to catch up, and Larisha doesn't get it because <laughs> she doesn't quite like it. Mm. So rather than me be your gateway this season, we thought maybe we'll get Larisha in. Got a fresh pair of eyes. So let's just have a little listen, listen to our chat that Brett and I had with Arisha a couple of weeks ago. And she's going to be coming in at the end of this season to give us her oh. review from purely fresh eyes. I think you're going to be so angry about this, Sam. It's probably it's going to work irreparably damage our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of can't wait. Like... I can't wait. It's going to be wait till we get her in on the cricket. Podcast. Oh God, forget that, mate. <laughs> One at a time. Um, I'll be, I'll be siding with Larisha on the cricket yeah, podcast. <laughs> I'll come in. All right, let's have a little listen to uh, to our little chat with Larisha, and let's see how this is going to go. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks now, for doing this. Yes. No worries. <laughs> I'm. Do you know what you're doing? Not so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larisha, please introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, I'm Larisha, Brett's partner. I have no interest in anime at all, but I've been roped into this activity to see if maybe I can be pulled around on this particular genre. Why don't you like anime, do you think? Uh, look, I can't give you a reason as to why I don't like it because I haven't really ever watched it, but I'm approaching this the same way that I approach musicals and that's, I don't think I will be able to take it seriously All in right. any way. That's, uh, no, that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Well, well, the career. What's your, uh, toilet too. Oh. <laughs> no, I hate musicals too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I learned, I learned hey. that. Through doing them. So don't Look, worry about it. They're not all bad. They're not all bad. <laughs> no, when they're good, they're good. But that's a bit like anime. When anime is good, it's fucking amazing. Like when a musical's good, it's fucking amazing. It's just when it's like, oh, good, here's another Andrew Lloyd Webber trash. And you're the same with like another, here's another Shonen Andor Isekai. Like, ah, you know, I uh, understand your reticence. That doesn't mean anything to me. Ah, yes, but soon you shall know all these terms. Well, like for a better part of a year, you've been suffering through my late nights <laughs> trying to uh, cram in anime to, you know, Make the podcast episode each week. Yeah, and... cram in, sobbing at them, <laughs> yes. laughing at them. See, see, yeah. this will be you soon. <laughs> this will be you soon, Larisha. You'll be sobbing and crying through anime. I, I guarantee it. I think it's, I think it's important to let the viewers know what you do enjoy watching. What hmm. do you enjoy? I love crime. Yeah, great. 
I love crime. <laughs> yeah, crime <laughs> thr- thriller. I, I do love a good thriller. So I feel like if there's any way that you guys can, you know, guide me into that. Sure. You know, that kind of anime yeah. to start me off with. Yeah, yeah. Just so I've got something to work with. Well, that I had idea. thought about this and I one of my favourites from season one was Death Note. Yes, yes, yes. I think you'll really like that. Agreed. Okay. And it's a good one for... It's a good gateway for people who aren't into the fantasy um, shonen yes. battle yes. style. Can't get past that. Mm-hmm. I thought Attack on Titan. I think it's a bit too violent and fantasy world for you. It's very Game of Thronesy, as we've okay. said before. Yeah. Um, if you weren't a Game of Thrones fan, you're probably not going to dig. Attack Look, it Titan. was good, but a bit too violent. Sure. Yeah, I'm all about the crime, but, you know. There this has to be a line. Death I don't Note's too like a, it's sure. like a chess no. game between a like a good guy and a bad guy, and you don't really know who the good guy or the bad guy is. And okay, a, so there's a, a bit a of real, mystery there. Yeah, real, yeah. A lot of moral, moral ambiguity, moral gray area. Mm. Yeah, and then the other one I thought because you actually have seen Avatar with me and quite liked it. I did. I did. We'll do Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Fantastic. Yeah. I have heard about that. Yes, I think I've heard people you might have talk heard about from, it. Yes. Uh, Sam's partner Grace. Yes, she yes. loved yes. it. She loved it. And am I right in thinking that Grace wasn't the biggest anime fan? No, absolutely not. Okay. So that was a big that was a big win for me. So there's still hope. There's still hope. Okay. Still hope. So we're gonna I'm gonna watch them with Larisha again. Very happy to do so. And then uh, towards the end of the season, we're gonna bring you back and see what you thought. And don't feel like you have to. Pretend. No, I, I won't. definitely no. won't. <laughs> Excellent. No, give us your raw, unadulterated feelings on this stuff. And then you know, you might graduate from sane into Hokagi like I have. You're going to have to. Joking. You'll have to explain those terms. I don't I know will. what and means. Well, you should be listening to the podcast then. <laughs> oh, I have been. Oh no, no. Well, there you go, Larisha. We're we got a work cut out for us here. She's not I think keen. so. And like. We recorded that about a week or two ago and um, that doesn't mean anything in a podcast. (laughs) But she started. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. It's going to be on. It's going to be interesting. It is. We've got to work it out for us, Charlie. Oh, yeah. This is a much bigger convert than me. Challenge. I'd like everything. Yeah, you were easy, to be honest. Like, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Like, it was good. Like, we, we obviously... It was a great time, but uh, because we also love it when people agree with us. I think we just talked about social media. We all love when people agree with us because that's what social media does. It puts us in fucking echo chambers of people who agree. So this one's going to be a challenge. Sam and I also rarely agree except for about anime. So it's kind of interesting (laughs) that we're on, like my friends have listened to season one have their main complaint is like, where was the Devonport argument? I haven't called you a fascist on this podcast. No, that was just like last week at dinner. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Maybe we'll record one straight after this with a few more beers and some more <laughs> oh things. That's usually how it comes Towards out. the end of the season, Charlie and I will we'll have one. We'll, have I, one. We'll, we'll, we'll do one. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And, yeah, like I say, I really hope that you got something out of this. And if I can say anything, Steinsgate, if you can push through those first eight episodes, fantastic. As far as what is the most gateway of these three, definitely Promised, Promised Neverland. It's on Netflix. You can smash it. I don't know. I reckon Lane. Look, Depending Lane, on what you're yeah. into, I think Lane's a cooler. Lane show. is cooler. Lane is one of Sorry, the. Sorry, I say that and I cringe. Yeah, I, look, I wish I got Lane. Out of this. <laughs> oh, Lane's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna go and start watching. You that. should watch it. You really it's, like it. It's so good, man. 
And it's a hidden gem as well. It is like an absolutely school, yeah. underrated hidden gem. I watched it when I was 12. So wow, that's there too you early. Go. No, no, <laughs> I loved it. It's amazing. But I'm just going to finish this one with a philosophical quote. Fantastic. To finish this off. Great. So, Should I pretend to be the liquid turbinator? You can. Do you, do you need some like, like background music? To I'll this? put it in. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, edit some in. I'll write some. Oh. <laughs> We'll put the cereal all right, this is how to finish off, just to talk about all the things we've talked about already. But Wars, factions, and fighting have no other origin than this same body and its lusts. We must set the soul free from it. We must behold things as they are. And having thus got rid of the foolishness of the body, <laughs> we shall be pure and hold converse with the pure and shall in our own selves have complete knowledge of the incorruptible which is, as I take it, no other than the very truth. And that is Socrates. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one, y'all. We'll be back next week. Hi there, Sammy here. Just letting you know that you can follow us on all social media platforms if you search Gateway to Anime, one word. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or if you want to check out our website at www.gatewaytoanime.com. Check us out. Thanks very much.